This is a news laundry podcast. Welcome to NL Hafta. Two journalists killed in Bihar and Jharkhand. Narendra Modi's government has completed two years. Happy second birthday, Prime Minister Modi. After Jawaharlal Nehru, now the RTI Act, um, well not the RTI Act, but the story about how the RTI Act came about and information about it dropped from Rajasthan's class 8 social science textbook. Exit poll results for West Bengal, Assam, Tamil Nadu and Kerala out and television channels were discussing them as if they were the actual results. After Haryana Chief Minister Mr. Khattar, now VK Singh wants Akbar Road renamed. Subramanian Swami asks Prime Minister Modi to remove Raghuram Rajan as RBI chief for not being Indian enough, for not having, what, what did he say? A fully Indian mentality. A fully Indian mentality. Or being fully mentally, mentally Indian. Mentally yeah. Indian. Mentally Indian. He's not mentally Indian. Uh, which in my view means that if he wants to pee, he looks for a bathroom. <laughs> As opposed to a pole. I don't know that. Saturday they were there. Anyway. Uh, writers write an open letter urging others to boycott the Vedanta-sponsored JLF in London. I didn't read about this. Uh, Samajwadi party names Amar Singh for Raj Sabha election. Amar Singh is back. <laughs> Yo, Amar, we missed you, bro. And lots more to discuss. Welcome to News on Rihafta, episode 68. I'm Abhinandan Sekri. Thank you for the support that our subscribers and our listeners extend to us. I'd like to first of all tell you thanks for subscribing those of you who have and naughty naughty for those of you who haven't quickly subscribe. Angrez apna lagan the news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. Remember when corporations pay corporations are served. When the public pays the public is served. So you got to support independent media if you don't like us support someone else of your choice. But we have to create a new alternate model for news where advertising is not the primary source of revenue. Okay, remember last week we announced we're going to read out your mails on Hafta that you send us on contact at newslaundry.com. Well, uh, three mails we will respond to this Hafta. Uh, you have been really great in your feedback. Um, some of you have been really nasty as well, <coughs> but that's fine. Thank you for writing in. Uh, before I tell you about the first one, let me introduce the panel. Hi, Madhu. Hi. Madhu Trehan is here with us. Deepanjana. Hello. Manisha Pandey Hi. and our very own Anand Ranganath. Hello. Hi Ranga uncle. So, um, do you want to start with something before we check out one of the mails? Yeah, I've started with two journalists. Email. Let's talk about these two journalists who, uh, of whom one is a string, uh, was a stringer hmm. and the other was an uh, editor. Yes. Literally two ends of the hierarchical spectrum. Right. And uh, although there is not actually a BJP connect to this, it is kind of, or at least proven at this point, it's interesting to note that the stringer in Jharkhand, the person who is considered responsible for him right now, for his death right now, is a BJP MLA's aide, whereas uh, Rajdev Ranjan of Hindustan was uh, uh, looking into a murder last year of a BJP uh, guy and uh, now he's dead the same way. So, um, yeah. So the yeah, and the one in the uh, in Bihar, I think they are kind of linking it with Shahabuddin. With Shahabuddin. Shahabuddin yeah. is a. For those of you who don't know who he is, you haven't been following politics. He is a man with a history that would do even Danny Denzonpa and other villains. Doctor Dang. Doctor Dang. Doctor. It's been a bad yeah. month for journalists, yeah. as such. It's been very been bad. Yeah. Three deaths. Hmm. Uh, one arrest. Well, we don't know much about the era. The Milli Gazette uh, freelance journalist who was arrested. On the way, uh, I think doing a story on that. that yeah, be yeah. Um, yes. But yeah, overall, it's been four deaths actually. Indian hmm. Express, 
the DNA uh, journalist Pooja Tiwari and then two uh, murders in Bihar. Yeah. You know, pressure we have always seen over the years, but killing mm. is a bit extreme. Although, I mean, I, I think it's possible it was happening in the past, it just, media wasn't as responsive. Yeah. And that's as also possible. That's possible. But also media was not that aggressive. <laughs> Yeah. In especially in smaller places, exactly. there wasn't that that kind of investigation uh, going on, investigative reports coming out, or that kind of journalism being practiced much. Even now, the big risk is in the small towns. I mean, Delhi, no matter yeah, how much you piss exactly. off the government, you won't get Ex killed. You no, may, you, you won't know. get killed, but you'll get harassed. But even I think journalism has changed. Uh, I think journalists in smaller towns are doing great journalism, which ne which wasn't there before for whatever reason. And I think they're paying the price. Right. Okay. Um, also, this but podcast can, sorry, is produced sorry. by Karthik Nijhavan. Thank you, Karthik. Uh, before Anand, you come in. Sorry, I just want to quickly. Actually, why don't you say a bit, then I'll read Yeah, this. no, I mean, I was just going to say that uh, the, the deaths were terrible. Hmm. Uh, and the, uh, uh, the commentary that followed after that was this, you know, oh, Bihar has gone into Jungle Raj. Yeah. And, you know, this is Maha Jungle Raj and all that. And I, hmm. I, I suspect this is the... This is the same problem that we faced the last one and a half years. That you know, you you kind of zoom in into uh, into an incident or uh, uh, you know a, a flurry of incidents, and then you kind of make a conclusion, which is what people made during the the church attacks, which is what people made during the growing intolerance thing. And you just have to look at the data, and the data shows you that uh, the crime in Bihar is not better or worse than what it was for the last decade or so. In fact. It is slightly better the 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 crime scene. I mean, if I can put it that way, the, the crime, the uh, I like how you call uh, it law and order situation. The law and order situation is, is better. slightly better than what it was when JDU was uh, in um, partnership with in BJP. partnership with BJP. Hmm. And you only have to look at. Uh, I mean, I know people will say that. Oh, but you're looking at cognizable offences, which actually includes ten or fifteen offences, including rape, murder, decoity, kidnapping, and so on and so forth. But you're looking at data. Well, you know, I've been looking at data for the last one and a half years. And if you want to make a conclusion, uh, you know, based on, oh, it is Jungle Raj because, you know, five people have been kidnapped or two persons have been murdered, you're going to make the same mistake again. In fact, News Laundry is carrying a piece today, which is mm -hmm. written by Devnak, uh, you know, from India Spin, mm -hmm. which, uh, uh, you know, has a very good data piece on the Bihar crime scene over the last 10, 15 years. It's very good. I recommend everyone to read it. Except that what they've done is that they've taken the two, 2006 total number of cognizable offences, which were let's say X, and they've plotted it on a, on a chart with 2015 offences, which are like way up 10X. And what people are saying because of that is, oh my God, Jungle Raj is really shot up 10. But actually you have to adjust it to population. So if you look at... Uh, uh, you know, uh, the cognizable offence in 2006 per million population. It per million is the same, yes, more or less. Yes, and okay. it's more or less the same. So there is no Maha Jungle Raj or Jungle Raj. And I think people must, I mean, at least now look at the data and... Uh, yeah, know, I mean, while though I agree that that gives you a sign of, you know, how much crime has gone up or gone down. Also, one would expect crime to go down over a decade mm -hmm. because, you know, with the media proliferating, you know, social media. Because conflict in a lot of places has gone down a little bit because people know about it. And if I can just say, you know, the, the, the Bihar police have systematically charted out the total number of cognizable offences month by month till 2015th January. They haven't done the February and March one and uh, about the April one they came out but they haven't collated it into total number of cognizable offences. But this is after the prohibition came into effect and there was so a Times of India article that says 27% 20, 
uh, crime has come down by 27%. Now one would have to look at the, the whole sure. data again. But it's yeah, not but that it's increasing, yeah. it's actually... I, I, mean, I, I think that can is. give you a data of whether it is increasing or whether the crime is increasing or not. The equivalence that I wouldn't draw with the entire intolerant and entire environmental intolerance because I do believe there was that phase of environmental intolerance and I will say it's gone down. But I don't connect to data, we've had this disagreement before. Mm -hmm. The equivalence would be that if this Rocky who was overtaking shot that, if a few JDU spokespersons came on TV and said, you know, why are you complaining? If you overtake someone, you, there will be a reaction. If you overtake mm -hmm. a MLS son, you will be shot. Again, the growing intolerance, intolerance debate was not about the number of crimes committed. Like, for example, Madhu's piece, I, just, like, I thought we'd save it for last. But Madhu's piece on which you can read uh, on News Laundry is on how Trump has made uh, racism fashionable. It's People, cool to be racist. what they would never say in public, they are saying now. During that time, my problem was that it's like Rocky killed someone, but JDU chief minister and MLS didn't say, oh, bhai, if you overtake Rocky, he'll kill you. Akhlaq was killed. BJP spokespersons, Sanju Verma, Sambit Patra, sat on national channels and justified the killing. That is what is growing intolerance. I don't think everybody has to be killed for growing intolerance. If Trump becomes president, maybe the number of black kids being shot don't go up. But will I say that doesn't mean there's a growing intolerance? No, but Miku, I, what I'm trying to say is that, I mean, then the buck never stops because then you're always in this atmosphere of, oh, who's made this comment, who hasn't made that comment? I mean, we know during the, uh, you know, sorry to harp back to the intolerance phase, which is happily, uh, you know, hmm. is probably not there anymore. Uh, quote, yeah, you unquote. don't hear those things but anymore. The, the whole point is that uh, during that time, there were so many instances that happened. I mean, you know, for example, Kamlesh Tiwari incident happened mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, the other things. And India is, has and will be intolerant to pick up some. Now, for, I mean, let's take the example of uh, uh, Tripti Desai and the, the SP Mahila, uh, uh, you know, Ayog or whatever. They said we'd thrash the hell out of her mm -hmm. if she, uh, you know, dares to enter Hajjian. Sanctum, sanctum. Yeah, and you see all those, you know, uh, Sartan Sejuda, all those lakhs of people who poured out onto the streets. Yeah, so that remains now, constant. Whole, I agree with that remains constant always. Yeah. But so, the difference is when the party, it's like Trump. I don't think suddenly America has become racist today. But today when a presidential candidate stands and says, you know, mimics someone who's disabled, says, I've, you know, screwed so many women, I'd do her, she's chumming, that's why she's in a bad mood. That, or he says, you know, I will not allow colored people here. He has not suddenly increased racism or invented it, but he has made it okay. In fact, Madhu's piece is about that only, that it's cool. See, I think also you can't say line. India is intolerant. I'll tell you that. I don't think it's fair to say India is intolerant. I must say that post-colonial, um, in the uh, early 50s, what did happen with large part of um, uh, people who came from Pakistan, now Pakistan, uh, Hindus who moved from there, uh, people who had suffered through the partition and violence, including my family and my husband's family, um, there was, in spite, it was almost like, even though we've been through this, we will still be tolerant with each other now because we have suffered so much. They lived through the violence and they saw that all that killing and destroying of homes and burning homes and raping women had left such deep trauma in their psyche that they made huge efforts. My parents' generation, the 50s, when we were growing up, they made a huge effort to be tolerant, all right? 
again, if I had gone to my father and said, I want to marry a Muslim, I'm sure he would have had a very strong reaction against it. Even though he would drive every year through the Wagah border to meet his Pakist old Pakistani friends every year. We were driven across until I went to college because he had that kind of a relationship. But the inner, like the deep uh, prejudice was there in the sense that once I asked him, so he was interviewing somebody for an account as uh, for an accountant. I said, did you give him the job? He said, no, because he's Muslim. I said, but why? Because he's Muslim. He said, Muslim to kabi khajanji banai nahi. I said, well, agar lo, aap log banane nahi, banne nahi doge, to banenge kaise? Hmm. To Pakistan mein to ab khajanji nahi hai. He said, wo to ab banay hai. Pehle to kabi khajanji. So those old prejudices were there, but still, despite the prejudice, there was an from the Nehruvian uh, uh, aura, there was a cultivated tolerance which kept peace for a large part of the time, except when uh, there were triggers of these kind of you know, sewer kamitagar pengdia or Madhu, I think what, what we're. One second, sorry, let me yeah. finish. So, what I think has happened since Advani rode that chariot into. Uh, Ayodhya. Ayodhya, that was when the floodgates opened, when it was a watershed time for India, when people who, like my father, would have kept that prejudice under control, but kept a peaceful veneer and had Muslims in his home, and entertained them, whatever, to a point that he would not allow, say, my his daughter, that, that is me. Propriety. To, the propriety would, that was pulled down. And, and I must say that we would go to cricket matches before that and Muslims sitting in the in the stands would, would cheer for Pakistan and Indians sitting, Hindus sitting around them would not have the nerve mm. to, to even object. We would just sit there and tolerate it and burn. Mm. After Ayodhya, no Muslim had the guts to ever cheer for Pakistan in an Indian stadium. So you think it was a mixed blessing? I'm saying that, <laughs> yes, I would say, I mean, it is. I, mean, sorry, I think there was... Everyone's going to be like, I've said something wrong, sorry. No, 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 I agree with you okay. that in some sense, it, it did put people on the mat that, you know, your affiliation counts. <coughs> your Anand. religion can't decide your affiliation uh, to Anand the country. So this is when it became okay, when this weak Hindu who gets slapped around and says, Ke but that's aur maro. a different thing. That, has, that changed to yeah, but the aggressive Indian which in some sense was what Swami Vivekanand had spoken about. Hmm. He had written about and spoken about that he wanted the Hindu man to have some of the samurai in him. Yeah, yeah but I think, I mean, we're going into the zone of... Not that the samurai of. worked out very well for the samurai in Japan, but that's a separate <laughs> problem. He said ha. actually the Muslim in him. I can't recall Anand's exactly his job. But he wanted that aggressive Indian. Anand's Hindu. peace, then yeah. the Panjana's uh, yeah, peace. No, uh, Madhu, I, I disagree, I'm sorry. And the reason for that is that I don't know the exact figure. I don't apologize for disagreeing. Yeah, celebrate celebrate it. Apologize. Yeah, please don't apologize. I, don't, I don't know the that. exact figure of how many people were killed during the partition. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, I mean, I know about three million people actually died, but I don't know how many people migrated. Now, that is probably 2% of the total Indian population at that point of time. The total Indian population that did not migrate, about 40 to 50% of them were Dalits, who were non-Brahmins, who were under this amazing, intolerant, bigoted uh, rule, if I can put it, 
of the people who are not Dalit or not scheduled caste. So, and if you look at it, you know, increasingly people who are gay, yeah, you know, uh, uh, but LGBT, hasn't it changed? Been, like the India that I grew up in, looking at this caste separation was so accepted. Today, for us to have Dalit leaders, today for us so to have a Dalit... So what you're saying was there was intolerance, there was more tolerant then, I'm trying to say there wasn't. No, there wasn't, I, I said there's a veneer. There was a veneer which kept things in check. But also, times go by, we're talking about 60 to 70 years ago, things change, it's like civil rights, it's like, you know, uh, the little girl in Alabama. If, it's if like, our attitudes had not changed in the last 16, almost 70 years, that would be truly strange, hmm. one. Um, but I think what we should also look at is something that we were seeing when we were watching primetime yesterday. I was just going to come to that. Yeah. Right? Um, the, the impunity with which a channel like Times Now, a channel like Z News will go out and attack a Muslim or a Pakistani on their about. debate show is shocking. It is absolutely shocking and it is consistently happening towards these minority characters. It's which not and being what's done in America now with Trump. The same kind of animosity is not being shown to the right wing on the other end of the spectrum or of another uh, shade, let me put it that way. We heard on national TV, the most popular anchor arguably in the whole of the country, turn around and tell a Pakistani that Yours is not a nation. You are half a nation. Somebody else turned around and said, I've forgotten who it was. Maybe you remember Actually, that Urdu is not even, you guys don't know a language. Your Urdu is not even Pakistani. It's got Punjabi inflection. Punjab is in India. Ergo, it, Urdu is an Indian language. People whose opinion... No, he, he says you don't even acknowledge it as a country. It's like basically, uh, you know, uh, Israel not acknowledging Palestine. How it would play out, but Arnab finds it acceptable to say that. Yeah. I, I don't think Arnab is anti-Muslim. I think he's anti-Pakistani. No, 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 but so the point I mean, you is, know, I mean, for example, you have Maruf so Raza, you have, you know, all those. So he bashes the hell out. It's like he has a, a, a it's, RGP on his shoulder. No, I know, no, but it's more I than that. I, no, no, I think he. I, th I don't think it's pro. I think he's just pro uh, the ruling dispensation because for whatever reason it suits. I think he's pro TRP. Actually, I was just listening to Madhuna. I think she's really onto something with what she said, and this connects very well to the prime time on the yoga debates where uh, there was one token Muslim uh, panelist and all the anchors including Nidhi Razdan you know asked this question why can't you say Om? Say Om. How does it affect your religion? And this sentiment has always been in Hindus I feel that there was always we've always felt at least I've heard from my mothers or my grandmothers that look yeah we will go to a mosque but Muslims will never come to temples but there was this understanding that it's okay that, that you sort of tolerated it or you never questioned it it's turning in the sense that I think now people are saying that why can't you enter a temple or why don't you say Om or why don't you chant. But it's also not a fair accusation to put out because a lot of temples don't allow non-Hindus yeah. in. But just that we, we yeah, tolerate I mean, they didn't it. allow non-Brahmins in for the longest time. So, I mean, yeah. to uh, in that sense, no, let's not temples, forget. But why, what's your problem with just doing Suryanamukha no, or chanting? Indira Gandhi famously was not allowed in the Puri temple. Yeah. Also, yeah. also, I think this Arnab, the way he had structured the debate, is it why are they why are they politicizing or why are they turning yoga into a religious issue? And that's, see, that's, I don't think he's, you know, pro some right-wing Hindu ideology. I don't think, I mean, I think even the people who love Arnab, 
can easily see which side he's batting for. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't think no, there's, there's any ambiguity one, on that. He's completely pro BJP. What is happening? Now, he did not dissect that why we politicize. Starting it by saying Om and chants of Om. You're making it religious. It, let them only do yoga. Hmm. The thing is, he cleverly just not even cleverly, very I stupidly. What and is everyone? Everyone follows. And that is what I mean by mainstreaming a kind of mindset. Which makes that acceptable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, see, I think there is also a change in our culture in which where Hindus always were rather accepting of um, other religions and, you know, we'll celebrate Christmas, we'll even uh, uh, celebrate Eid, not celebrate Eid, but if somebody uh, will send us halwa, yeah. whatever, yeah. somebody invites us for an Eid dinner, Keep. we will go. Biryani. You know, all that. We were rather accepting of all other in our culture. Uh, I think what is happening now is that it's basically a reaction that why should we be so accepting? They should also be as accepting because the Muslims by tradition have not been as, as accepting. They will not uh, generally celebrate our uh, festivals as we have, we are open to celebrating others. So I think that that yeah, it's almost, that that it's a bit of a payback time where Hindus are saying that you should also be as open, that's my reading of it, that you should be as open as we have been, which I think is a good thing. No. I think if a Muslim say, says Om, it really won't damage him. No, but see, that's no, mindset yeah. is wrong. That's mm. how, why, why should he be incumbent at whether it... No, I'm not saying it he's is, forced no, to. No. But I'm saying if he... But why should, why should that even be on the table of discussion that it won't damage him? Yeah, sure, saying Allah, but every morning won't damage us. Why don't we start saying it every morning? Exactly. That's ridiculous. That is what I'm saying. It is acceptable to say that so much so that it's entered our subconscious. Why sh I mean that statement? No, I'm raising the point. How has he entered our subconscious? This is what I don't. Ten people say that. No, I'm just raising. I'm raising another point that why should we be? Why should everyone accept the cutter pun of one and the tolerance of the other? Why can't Why can't we push as a culture? Tolerance for all around. Sure, That's but you don't point. have to force someone to say something. No, that is not no, tolerance. I'm not. I'm not saying force. I'm saying it, as a culture we can push for the tolerance of it. But this that is ask, not pushing ask for tolerance. Indians. Like that's uh, only, this is not pushing for tolerance. To pushing for anyway. Hmm. I just feel that this minority sentiment is it's across the world like that. Like Indians who've left for England or London or whatever, NRIs hold on to Indian values much more than Indians do. Yeah, the, so that's a the biggest loons are sitting in Canada. It's a normal they minority. Have no idea. No. They have no idea how India has changed. Exactly, but that's a normal minority yeah, sentiment to hold on to your yeah. identity. So if Muslims in India are a little cutter, quote unquote, with their uh, religion, it's because you are minority. Okay, you okay, that okay first of all, I'm sorry, but when when we're go when we're talking about minorities and saying something like if the Muslims of India are cutter, we're tarring them all with one brush, mm. which is highly unfair. Secondly, what is the of course if someone is constantly being made to prove their patriotism, That's offensive. their openness, their open-mindedness, yeah. their contribution to Indian culture, like of course did, someone will turn around yeah, and be That's offended. what they did to Shah Rukh. I object to that. that I you just know, prove your, your nationalism. One, one quick thing. Uh, one of the mails we got uh, on Hafta from a listener is from Mr. Hussain Qadri. In fact, last Hafta we discussed this whole thing about Islam needing reform and stuff and 
he made a point that it will be good if there's someone from the yeah, Islamic I read the mail. It's really nice. religion who is part of the panel. Unfortunately, we don't have anyone in-house. Mr. Kadri, thank you for your mail. It was fantastic. What is In say? fact, it was so long that we are putting it as, a let, as an op-ed, as an opinion piece, letters to the editor. But uh, keep do writing to us, Mr. Kadri. What is it about? So he said that basically uh, we've got it wrong about the reform. Parts of it we've got right. I think it was a very reasonably argued uh, yeah. point. Uh, I didn't agree with all of it. Especially, he underestimates how much information I consume. Uh, uh, but but I, I know all the people you spoke about, Mr. Kadri. Uh, so, but thanks for writing anyway. Do keep listening. We hope to get a more representative newsroom soon when we are in full strength. So, uh, that letter can be read on our website because it is so long. It wasn't just a comment, it was very well argued. The other one I want to read is from Kishore Narayanan. Uh, thank you, Kishore, for your email. He says, hello all, I'm a big fan of News Learning. I have always been a big fan of the organization in comparison to any other news media organization in India. I would like to begin with... That's why he's reading this. <laughs> I would like to begin with, Abhi Gandhu, pagal hai kya? <laughs> I swear. That's what what he did he say? say? I would like to begin with, Abhi Gandhu, pagal hai kya? <laughs> well done. <laughs> regarding the... And then he says, on a lighter Presumably note... Presumably he's talking about you. Uh, yes, of course. On a lighter note, as Abhinandan was saying, regarding the conversation on reform in Islam, I would like to add that one of the main hurdles is the general discourse. In our society, the definition of secularism is just pandering to minority religion than being totally away from religion. The general discourse is on regressive practices of Hinduism than on the regressive practices of other religions. He says, Barkha Dat and Sagrika Ghosh generally prefer shaming the practices of Hinduism and on the other hand glorify the practices of other religion. I think this is what Manisha said, you're a Hindu, you're a Pandey, you will critique your religion and not the other. But I presume that's why Barkha and Sagarika are more comfortable trashing Hinduism. I wonder if the shaming of Hindu practice is trendy. I would also like to add that Uniform Civil Code could be a way forward to encourage a discussion on all religions. Thank you, Kishore. I agree with your last point, not with the others. I really support the Uniform Civil Code. Mm. So, um, but incidentally, the person who was on the panel yesterday on the Om Yoga Om debate, Which one Mr. Faruqi, Mr. Faruqi was in one of the debates, I think, where Sambit Patra was also there. Mm. He was the person, he's from uh, All India Muslim Personal Law Board and they, they were the ones who objected to Shabano thing. So, you know, you have They objected to Shabano's... Uh, uh, they wanted the They didn't Supreme want Court her to get the alimony. Yeah. That's such a shameful thing in mm. our country, what happened. So, you know, when you talk Sarajib of one, Gandhi, uh, you know, being reformist... I don't know and you how, have this what he could possibly justify. <coughs> but Madhu, I'm of the... I, mean, if I don't I think it could have happened in this cli today's climate. Oh, yeah, it would not. Never, no, but you know, coming back to the first letter, I haven't mm. read the whole letter uh, of Mr. Uh, Kadri. Mr. Kadri. We haven't read any of the letter. It's like I think 800 <laughs> words. You can read it. On <laughs> right, right. But what I would like to say is, we fall into this pit time and again. I think I, I mean, there is this very nice Twitter handle called India Explained mm. that I, you know, kind of uh, tries to be uh, satirical, like Padalikha uh, on the other side of the spectrum. And, uh, you know, so there is this thing of advertising on the London red buses about mashallah, Allah is great, you know, mm -hmm. so there's been a lot of protests in London that, you know, there, now there's advertising in London buses like yes. mashallah, Allah is great. Yeah, so Allah is great, subhanallah, mashallah, you know, all those during the Ramadan thing. Mm -hmm. So many people are protesting, look, you know, Islam has come here or whatever. And then he was saying, uh, and you know, so he kind of said this is not right. And uh, then somebody said that, look, uh, you know, not, uh, uh, not very long ago, there was an atheist organization that said God does not exist mm. on the London buses. Mm. So if they can do it, other person. But here is where, you know, I would like to jump in. If something is right, you know, you can, it's good to follow it. But if something is wrong, 
that you know is wrong like witchcraft or homeopathy or astrology or religion i object to all of those yeah. what do you mean they're wrong so you don't you don't yeah. need to homeopathy reform wrong. them so yeah. witchcraft is wrong exactly religion is wrong no but that's your Say, uh, that's no. your no. that's no, your that's, that's, i don't think it means you know it means it's not right i mean it's it's you believe it in it means it's different things yeah. different. you can't say oh, you can no, you can critique it's wrong it. to you yeah you can critique it but, but you can't i mean you can critique the the practice but you can't say that it should not be followed someone should have the right to propagate it reforming religion is like making psu profitable okay I, you know in order to sell it later on i'm sorry that's no. just not true swami vivekananda and saraswati dayanand reformed the hindu religion for a large section of the hindus you're sounding like a maoist now so what are you saying <laughs> okay. and if you can't reform religion then we're in we're in a regressive state okay. i just i have to keep on. reforming i'd like to keep quick, reforming move on culture the, and religion moving on to the next quick we should give each of these now 6 6 minutes because there are three or four things to discuss uh, one is a two years of modi government i just have one thing to say if anyone has anything to add most welcome no we're uh, becoming one of those tv panels discussing two years of in modi government no, no, snore, snore. ah exactly so i was just snore, talking snore, about snore. ndtv was celebrating it more than anything else oh, now geez. is it is it just me or is ndtv like cozying up to modi doing a little snugglies cuddlies Huh? Yeah, and there's a big noise about the MOU they had with the textile something that we spoke about but you know Piyush ke uh, Goyal ke sath aapne kitna acha kaam kiya hai fir Menaka Gandhi ke sath aapne bataiye kya kya matlab har roz ek koi and uh, BJP ka minister ki i mean it's it's a, what arnab calls a softball interview I've got an image of you know those one of those Angedi's photos of the babies uh, snuggled together. <laughs> Now it's just Pranay Roy, Modi, Barkhadat. No, but is it no? Is it just me or is is it? Does anyone see it? Or I'm just being. It looks very much like they're uh, they're like, come, you've done many good things, yeah. Let's talk. <laughs> no, there seems to be uh, a sense of that. Do, do you get That's that? That's the friend request. I'd be saying no to personally, but you know, it sounds a little I, creepy. Sorry, I watch NDTV very infrequently. So, so you I don't have a view. Do you do you think so? Are we being? I haven't seen the interview, but definitely sounds like a PR activity for the government. Well, I haven't Modi. seen it either, but I I find it pretty boring. Moving on to the next. Um, Uh, I'll just tell you we have the following. But things. on on the two years, I mean, I have to take around and ask everyone कि अच्छे दिन आए कि नहीं आए. अभिनंदन आपके लिए अच्छे दिन आए. Sir, मैं अगर आपको बोलूँ मेरे पिछले दो दिन कैसे गए ना. आप जानते हैं तो लेट अस इनफॉर्म आवर रीडर्स दैट वी आर रेनोवेटिंग आवर वी आर रेनोवेटिंग आवर ऑफिस एंड इन गुड इंडियन स्टाइल जवाब दूं अब हथौड़ा वाज पुट ऑन अ पाइप एंड इट वाज एंड वी हैड अ फ्लड मेरे लिए ऐसे दिन आए कि एक तरफ मेरा दोस्त बना चीफ मिनिस्टर और दूसरी तरफ मनमोहन बोल रहा हूं मोदी प्राइम मिनिस्टर तो मेरे दो दिन वैसे के वैसे ही है हम ना यहाँ के ना वहाँ के हम हमारा हमारा वो हाल है धोबी का कुत्ता ना दोस्त से फेवर ले सकता है ना मोदी फेवर देगा मरो तो what do you want to go with now um, there's this piece on the list that Karthik there's one Subramaniam Swami okay let's have him on the list yeah he's on the list before we do that I just want to quickly if someone has because I have no idea of this it's on the list Karthik prepared writers have Protested. Okay, yeah, I need GLF. to. Yeah, yeah, I really need to talk I about that. I have not even. Uh, I mean, okay, when so is this? this hang on. The story. Fourteenth May. They there was. I missed the story. It's covered in all the news organizations and on on the net. Okay, but so not on these, TV. N- I don't know. Okay. But they, this is this scroll did a story with a list of all the people who objected to uh, Vedanta in London. in London. Vedanta sponsoring it, and and they said major writers have objected to it. I went through the list. 
and I had to Google every single one. <laughs> After a point, I got bored. One or two I recognized. One is a kid who's a singer in a group, hmm. daughter of a friend of mine who's a pop singer. Um, her another one, another pop singer, another writer. Um, you know, most of them you had to really Google hard to find. So none of the the list which is supposed to be so impactful, hmm. I didn't see any names of any impact. There's somebody from Zambia. There's uh, strange names. Not that someone from Zambia could not be a well-known <laughs> writer. Well, but not that somebody from Zambia should be affected by what Vedanta is doing in in Jaipur no, Literature Festival. No, but I mean, one can one can show solidarity. That okay, fine, allowed. but you know, you have to have some names. Yeah, speaking of, I mean, I I just would like to. Uh, there have to be some names that have some impact. That Jaipur Literature Festival would feel. Sorry, that, so that's you know, what the story is. That because Vedanta is doing mining or whatever in Niamgiri. No, I just like to say about writing irrelevant people writing. So excuse me, what is Z News sponsoring Jaipur Literature exactly. Festival? Exactly. Or Tata Steel. And what about Nerula's? What was the name of their company who sponsored uh, Jaipur Literature Festival for forever? I mean, who has the best reputation? Yeah. It's, it's also when you're talking about an expensive event like JLF, which now is a very expensive event. You're going to need corporate backing, mm. and every corporate entity has some skeletons, if not an entire pile of skeletons in its closet. So, I mean, uh, kicking up a fuss about this, then turn around and then accept the little Kalagora festival that happens with like zero budget and with local writers. There's, there's a that's a very good point you've made, and I think there's plus and minus. I mean, it's it's a grey area. It's not black and white. It is a grey, and I'll tell you why it's grey. Because, for example, if Union Carbide was, huh. yeah, no, there are certain things that that I would object. Yeah. To. Then, so, so I mean, you know, so other so exactly, it's a grey area. How far down the spectrum you are is what's like important. Like Hartosh took severe objection to the Times Literary Festival that was sponsored by Rajni Ganda. Hmm. Uh, uh, even I made fun of that. For example, ki ek but my favorite Times Literary Festival moment though was, uh, I think it was last year or the year before. Lodha had sponsored one hall because they take uh, they take Mehboob Studio over and each studio is named after one of the big sponsors. So Lodha had been one of them. Um, and who should be in that? Well, it can't be last year for obvious reasons. Mm. Anyway, um, uh, the who should be in that hall but Charles Correa. Mm. And at the end of the, because he's been so against Lodha, this. Lodha, our listeners, is, is a big developer in Bombay, Lodha Developers. Uh, who make ugly buildings. Hmm. Positively ugly buildings, very ah. expensive ugly buildings and they take over land that isn't necessarily theirs and things hmm. like that. Uh, so beauty, beauty lies in the eyes of the land shark. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Charles Correa, you know, he spoke about how he tried to, you know, redesign things, spread Bombay in different ways, etc, etc. Finally, someone in the question answer session said that, uh, sir, um, please don't take this wrongly, but uh, you've been so anti-Lodha because he has spoken out against builders like Lodha um, and I think Lodha in particular as well. And he said, and they were like, but sir, here you are in the Lodha auditorium. Hmm. And God bless Charles Correa who turned around and said, I'll tell you very honestly, I came because Bachi is my friend. <laughs> if I had known she was going to put me here, I wouldn't have sat Yeah, down. exactly. You can't, it's very difficult to live life like that, which is why a lot of people say, Oh, so you're against industrialization, but you're wearing Nike shoes. I mean, that's such a like it's class twelve like type. Yeah. No, but I, you know, and Charles Kuya just... went to sorry, he went to the Lodha Auditorium and he criticized Lodha. Now I don't find anything wrong in yeah. that. Yeah, what I'm saying is to boycott. Yeah. He didn't praise yeah. Lodha. Uh, which yeah. is just about boycotting something. But speaking of irrelevant people writing letters, see, when I had gone to Berlin, 
uh, I met a blogger. I mentioned. When did her. we speak about irrelevant people writing letters? No, I, I just want to because suddenly my <laughs> name speaking about speaking my my name popping up somewhere. I just want to prepare our listeners. So uh, I made a friend there, um, Bonya, whose husband Avijit was hacked to death. He was a rational blogger, uh, secular. In and Bangladesh. In Bangladesh, and uh, her thumb was also hacked off, and I mean it's it's horrible what happened to her. So she had sent me a petition to sign, which is addressed to Sheikh Hasina. that you're doing nothing about the extreme muslim loonies in bangladesh and because she sent it and i value her and respect her work i read it i agreed with what she was saying and i signed it so i'm sure someone in bangladesh will be saying yes sir abhinandan sekri corner why is he telling <laughs> sheikh hasina he is saying abe gandu tu kar so just preparing everyone for that but i signed it because i like what bonya does what she has so that guy in zambia and we stand in solidarity yeah, with yeah, I think uh, I think it works the opposite way. I mean, if I see a letter written by you know all those uh, the panelists uh, you know protesting something, I know it's me. Kuch garbar hai. If I know unknown people, sixty odd signatures, and I know yes, you know these guys are serious. Okay. After this, I need Manisha to say something. She was very quiet. I'm just reading another quick she's email. She's doing. She's writing an article. She's writing no, no, no. <laughs> quick email. Uh, this is from Sri Ram Murli Dharan. Hi guys interesting news laundry hafta this time i wanted to appreciate your effort to have an educational debate about reforming islam the islam reform movements have rarely been covered in the media partly because uh, of fear and partly because the hindus don't feel it's right on their part to ask for reform in the religion they are not associated with the reform has to come from within the hindus who criticize islam end up on the far right yeah that's a big problem my request to you is to have a muslim on your panel the same thing what dr mm. mr qadri was saying And for this purpose, I think Tariq Fateh is a good choice. Look, dude, <laughs> I agree with half of what no. you were saying, but Tariq Fateh, at least I feel to fail is still to fail is Ahmed is still like I think. A He says, although an eccentric guy, I can't find any factual inaccuracies in his statement about Islam. Dude, Tariq Fateh is like a, a joke. He's a no, he's not. Work. I think he's okay. <laughs> Okay, he well, was there. He's a Pakistani atheist, and he had to leave the country, and he speaks from his experience. Yeah. But he can't speak for Muslim. Uh, nobody can Indians, speak for the whole you know? no but muslim indians yeah, can't generalize yeah. nobody even you I get any muslim you get two muslim indians, indians really and they won't muslim. agree with each I other i honestly feel that muslim should not talk about reforms in islam hindus cannot because it is a conflict of interest someone like richard dawkins or someone who is not associated with the religion is best is like Hist- no, historians no, writing Muslims about Indian history, about you always in look at, you know, I mean, for example, uh, uh, you know, Madhu, you have Tunzil men who's writing on Indian history. The most objective accounts of Indian history are written by non-Indians. I'm sorry, that's irrelevant. If you want reform in a country, in a re- in any religion, why can't a Muslim work towards reform in Islam? I mean, ultimately, they're the, the best persons to do it. I think it has to come from saying? within. I agree. Muslim women who don't uh, who don't fight against this three-word talaq divorce thing, who don't fight against equal uh, 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 fight for equal rights in everything. I think Muslim inheritance laws for women really are in bad shape. I would I think that the Muslim women have to do it. Are you saying that Muslim women shouldn't and Richard Dawkins should come and do it for them? No. Okay. What I'm I, saying is, feminist, the feminist and Madhu disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Madhu, you want to talk about the RBI chief Raghuram Rajan? Suddenly, you got very passionate about this. I was about to come to. Abhi to Gabur Raghuram ke baad. No, because I mean to say that Muslims should stay away and let somebody, some foreigner, come and fix it for them. It's conflict Sorry. of interest, Madhu. No, no, no. I think it's conflict of interest. If I'm a Hindu woman, okay. If I'm a Hindu woman, and I'm in, and if I'm in Gungat. 
No I'm one else can fix your I'm problem. Ask an American or an Englishman together. to come and help me get out of my ghungat. No, I will fight against. Madhu, right now myself. I think you need to take a it's deep breath. Deal. You need to take a deep breath and say Om three times. <laughs> Not at all. It's good to be passionate. Not Completely at all. It's good to be passionate. It is my duty as an Indian woman or as a Hindu woman to fight against the ghungat. And it is I my. I do not want any. Foreigner coming and fixing my problem. It is forget it. And it is my duty that because <laughs> the ladies are ganging up on Anand, being the only <laughs> other man here. Clutch his thigh again. Clutch his thigh again. Anand. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so take it back. One thing is they can't bash us up, na. Just tell them what to say. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. <laughs> Let's be mature about it, Anand. We need that up. Where so is something? Have you ever heard that saying before? Yeah, unfortunately, so I have. He makes up these beautiful phrases. Thank you. Where did Doon School have put it in his mind? Oh, you're talking about Abhinandan. <laughs> okay, Madhu, I'm waiting. You, want to, you had something about Raghuram before we... Junk that yeah, one. Swami asks for Swami, his I, I, I think the article that we've put up today in News Laundry We're on Subramanyam Swami is absolutely brilliant. It is so much fun. Hmm. And I've known Subramanyam Swami since the 70s. Hmm. So before he came to his... Senses. No. <laughs> we are still waiting. Hopefully he'll never come to his senses. Hopefully he'll never come to his senses. But before he was, he hit lucky with the Radia uh, issue hmm. and the 2G issue. Um, since the 70s, uh, we have been following him as journalists and it was always at the Masha where he would call a press conference every week saying, I've got documents on Bofors and we'd all rush over there and there'd be nothing. <laughs> so, uh, after point people stopped going. So, Swami is a hit and miss. I think he's great entertainment. I think he sometimes is completely out of whack and I think with Raj, Ra Raghuram Rajan, Raghuram Rajan he is it is such a ridiculous argument and how do you test Indian somebody's mentality. mental Indian state? <laughs> you know, I mean, how do you test that? I just ask the scientist, how would you test? Anand, scientist Anand, how do you check the mental Indianness of a person? No, I think it's just absolutely not. Not to mention the mentalness. It's not the mental, yeah. It's fundamentally mentally wrong. Because, I mean, if you look at uh, Jagdish Bhagwati, for example, you very easily have become <laughs> the finance minister. If you look at Jagdeep, we have said Surma Surma Bhopali. But Jagdish Bhagwati is pretty close, I'd say, and it all chap. <laughs> There's one thing that worries me immensely, that the person sitting next to me, Abhinandanji, is definitely <laughs> Indian. It's very worrying, you know, for the country, for the nation. <laughs> he's not Indian enough. The only when, saving grace is that he's not yet bursts. married. I'm sorry, when he's not Indian enough because when the plumbing bursts and the place floods, a person with an Indian mentality will say, yeah, hota hai. <laughs> Why was he flipping his lid? Yeah. That is so not Indian. Yeah, agree. Agree. Hmm. Yes. So, sorry, you were saying. No, but I mean, you know, what is this thing about mentally Indian? I mean, you have Panagriya, who's been a professor in uh, Colombia. But or there wherever. are some things which are purely Indian. You have, I'll tell you, one one woman in college was an what was called in those days an Anglo-Indian, and she was trying to pass as an English. She that she she's speaking in a British accent. She's I'm I'm from England and to 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 to. Then one day I discovered, I caught her. I knew she was Indian. Because a pencil dropped and she picked it up with her toe. <laughs> <laughs> Only an Indian can pick up a if pencil with her toe. Empirical evidence. I, I, I don't. I know. thought that's empirical evidence. Uh, this is actually this is actually quite. I mean, I thought you were going to say one day I found out she was Indian. She said, "Oh, yeah, Panparag de." 
And and if you do this, now they can't see me, but this gesture, how do you describe yeah. it? Shall I take for a photo? Huh? Russell Peters does a very nice thing. Okay. Basically, yeah. Only in India, yeah. only in India, if only in Indian, if you do this, they understand. They understand. <laughs> it means all that and it's you like get you it. You remember Modi and Nawaz Sharif are going that, hand in hand. And that in Bajurao Mastani, when he's walking, when he's crowned and he's walking down and the um, uh, camera goes to Priyanka, his wife, and she looks down and that face she makes with this mm. Side to side, that's Indian. So these are the signs that that you can figure out who's an Indian. Okay. Um, sorry. So does Ram can can this Raghuram this thing pick up a pencil with his toe? Can he do the head nod? Can he do this pencil with his toe? Can he look at defaulters list and do this? But I feel the need to observe at this point that my single solitary fan. Uh, so far for NL Hafta is the one who every week once we put it up needs to tweet to me and say where is your accent from and I feel like where saying clearly where is it from? Clear only, where is it from? Just Dublin. See that's all. Asada kidro the accent. Where is your accent from? Here. In here. That's it. You grew up in Singapore in the British. So there's school. a very cute. But uh, you can YouTube just blame that. But yeah, young, I don't. I don't. Young Indian uh, student who's uh, putting up these things uh, on YouTube saying that I've come to Texas and I was told that be prepared for racism and this and that and everything and uh, so I've been here now three weeks and I have not experienced any racism yet then two weeks later he puts in another one so he's doing these constant reports about his life there and would you believe from the first YouTube upload, which was three weeks into, he has an American accent. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, quickly, uh, before we move on to the other two issues, I would just like to tell you a real story, true story of a friend of mine who actually all of you know, who when he was living in Turkey, so he's fair, tall, got curly hair, I mean he could be Mexican, Italian, Who's this? he could be like anything, okay? So, um, and he used to, uh, he, he used to frequent this shoe store. Hmm. Where and he was very you know particular about wearing the latest trendy shoes, Yevo, and uh, you know so he'd flirt with the girls there, and they'd say so where are you from? He'd never say you know you guess okay are you Spanish are you Italian are you Mexican Yevo, so they could never guess. So uh, you know one day he went after he had bought like shoes several times, so they gave him he says come on you got to give me a discount. They said you're Indian. <laughs> <laughs> they guessed like that. <laughs> They said, now we know you're Indian. Only an Indian would ask for that half by flirting with us. Ask us for a discount. <laughs> no, I find it offensive when I get into a cab in New York and they'll say, where are you from? I'll say, from India. You don't look Indian. Hello, this is Indian. This is how we look. Yeah. Okay, now quickly moving on to the exit poll results for West Bengal and Assam. I just found one thing on television that was shocking and I think it's increasingly going to become phenomena because it makes a very exciting and riveting viewing. But it is, as Shakespeare said, full of whatever sound and fury signifying nothing. Life's butter walking. I think that was Anu Malik. No, it wasn't. It was. Uh, so they were, had based this discussion on exit polls. Oh God! Again, those exit. Yeah. But, no, but Madhu, why do they do them? They do this all the time. But what I found unique this time. They were talking about the exit polls as if it is a result. <laughs> so has the party started? Who are you making? Didn't they learn from last time? I was like, when they on, said guys, Congress this, was winning, this is an exit poll. And to be fair, I think uh, <laughs> you're too fair. I'm too fair. You huh. start every sentence with "to be fair." I know. Okay. Uh, 
the, yeah, it's part of my uh, foreign colonial um, <laughs> oh, imposition. It's so that there's no conflict of interest, like Anand was saying. <laughs> anyway, um, I think the Karan Thapa show was particularly bad at this. It was it was assuming that this is this is gospel, <laughs> and this is what's going to happen. Uh, the earlier so was show, Bhupan, so was Times. They was NDTV too? Um, NDTV didn't have. Uh, Actually, I'm really keen on knowing because Pranoy had said that they would hold uh, an investigation and inquiry into what went wrong during the Bihar elections. Mm. So what has happened to that? The law is taking its course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In India, that's so that's reassuring. Okay, so yeah, any other views? I don't views remember on that? seeing it on NDTV actually. I what views? They'll never learn, right? Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, one quickly last email that I want to read of a, a viewer, a listener, Sujit Rao. He says, "Hello, Hafta. I love this concept of hearing out opinions of popular news stories of the week, but sometimes I feel a lot of political bickering that happens on a daily basis getting discussed too much." That's true. It happens every day, so I guess we have to discuss some of it. I was wondering if you guys could discuss one policy-related topic, be it positive or negative, and discuss about that. Uh, and this is from um, uh, uh, listener Sujit Rao, who says, "P.S. I'm not a subscriber, as I'm a broke student." Okay, yeah, I, I propose two policies we should discuss to answer him. One is Menika's policy on women, hmm. and two, Chintu's. Tweets on naming okay, everything. Then you quickly the discuss that. I just want to make one line that uh, uh, Sujit says is maybe you guys need to call a policy expert on topics you guys think are a little difficult to handle. Though I think nothing can be really tough. I think tough. I can handle uh, Chintu's cheek. Tough for Ranga sir. <laughs> uh, just one oh, quick thing. Ranga sir. Sujit, uh, thanks for writing in. Appreciate it. Although um, even if you're a broke student, you can definitely do hundred rupees subscription. Come on, show us your love. But. Um, he said, <laughs> "We are we are starting another podcast series where we will talk about specific policy issues. The idea of Hafta was actually it was an exercise in transparency where the editorial team of Hafta sits together and discusses news, so you can see our slants, our biases, and our prejudices from or, being an or lack thereof. <coughs> or lack thereof, uh, says someone who I don't believe in transparency." <laughs> So, but but it has turned into something that people tune in for the news. <laughs> but for specifics about policy, we are starting a new podcast very soon. We'll keep you posted. Thank you, uh, Madhu. You want Plus, to start? If I can just add on that, I mean, there was a series of ten or fifteen podcasts, right, about the global on, on uh, global conferences. Yeah. Correct. So, uh, yeah, you can catch that. In fact, it's it's on our. I podcast think there should series. be a link below. Uh, this. Yeah, below this podcast, you'll see a link to that. Madhu, you want to talk about uh, two things? One was Rishi Kapoor's tweet that why Indira Gandhi International Airport. Why uh, he says that? Why is everything named after the Gandhis? He went to Chandigarh and he said everything is under after Rajiv Gandhi, uh, Indira Gandhi, and he and and I just researched there are over 500 institutions which are yeah, yeah, public things which are uh, named. I think 500 is actually not the accurate number. It must be thousands. Mm. Um, good point. I think it's a very good point. I and I think uh, what uh, Rishi Kapoor said. Uh, is valid, especially in a place like Mumbai. Why shouldn't streets be named after Kishore Kumar? But people have been saying this forever. Yeah, to be fair, there are chalks really like that yeah. are named. There's Nargis Dath Road. There's yeah, that is there. Yeah. all Bollywood anything, stars have I got their. I would say face. that this is far more of a Delhi phenomenon. I say from my current, uh, you know, sharply uh, fresh memories of Bombay still. 
uh, it's not, you don't see Gandhis all over Bombay streets. You do see Gandhis all over the Delhi cityscape. You don't see, it, I mean, there's a lot more Shivaji and random Bollywood names all across Bombay in a way that you don't see. And for instance, very recently, Priyanka Chopra had a chalk made for her dad. Because um, she can. <laughs> But Priyanka Gandhi's dad had a country made for her. The, well, yeah, you know. That's a good one. But I think, I think what yeah, we're yeah. seeing also is Sorry, great, a man yeah. like Raj Kapoor. <laughs> a man like Raj Kapoor, Kapoor, before you guys were born, when there were floods in India or famine in India, he would take a truck out with a whole lot of stars and people would throw donations for the Prime Minister's Relief Fund. It was a regular thing. Nargizat would go to the uh, upper... Up, uh, so, I yeah, have so what I'm saying is that at that time, it was like no question of criti criticizing Nehru or criticizing the government or what are you doing with my money in the relief fund or whatever. Mm. So, there was a loyalty. I think what we're seeing today is even film stars are questioning that it's time to shed this family. It's too much. I think it's a very good point he's made and it's been questioned before yeah, also. Yeah. Um, Anand? Yeah, I mean, as you said, this is like a, a plague, you know, over our country. You have, I would say, not only thousands, Madhu, tens of thousands of cities oh. and Aap roads, bhi, Nagar, this, that. Worse, you have, uh, you know, uh, one of the best medical institutes in India, which is in Lucknow, uh, postgraduate. Yeah, Sanjay Gandhi Institute of uh, Postgraduate uh, Medical Sciences. Rajiv Sanjay Chow. Gandhi, Sanjay Wan, you know, I mean, Rajiv, chalo, phir bhi, yaar, you know, I mean, Sanjay Gandhi, you know, can you imagine having thousands of places named after Sanjay Gandhi? Yeah. And I think the reason for that is they want to wipe away the crimes. And this is not just the Gandhis that do it. It is all over the world people do it. I don't think it's the way to wipe away the crimes. I don't think they even think there are any crimes. The families who, you know, they, there is, I have uh, noticed that the family itself actually is in a cocoon of believing uh, that their family has been the most important thing that happened to India. True. And Sonia's promotion of her son is basically to keep that heritage alive. The reality of it somehow they cannot see that India has moved on, has grown out of it, doesn't need that kind of feudal dynastic uh, situation. So I think that there's a disconnect over here. And the well, countries, you know, obviously spoken to them, although one, rejected them. One tweet about this that did uh, concern me was um, Pallavi Ghosh of IBN <laughs> said, why RK Studios then? Yeah. <laughs> and I because was he like, owned this, it, hello. And, and you know, earlier also. It was his private property. Yeah, earlier also. No, but I, she's absolutely right. In fact, Bill Gates should rename Bill and Melinda Gates fund to Sonia Gandhi no, and Rajiv Gandhi. RK fund. Studios was his private property. It wasn't a public institution. She, once earlier, How called her can on a this. woman be so ignorant? I, How know, did I'm, she tweet this? <laughs> That's ignorant. I'm your guessing private, an iPhone. <laughs> your private property can hey, be. Androids are very popular, right? It's yeah. his business. Exactly. It's, 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 RK you know, Studios was his business. But ye jo mansikta hai Madhu ji, uh, I feel I'm talking to Madhu Kishwar. You know, oh. Madhu, <laughs> because the moment I got so proper in Hindi. Madhu ji, it hurts. Yeah. Madhu ji. See, Madhu, the thing is that this actually reflects action of not understanding the difference between private property and a public but good. But this is a journalist. Why to? But anyway, <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> that's a good answer. Wait, Wait to. Achha, uh, and the last thing uh, is. And if I know, I ha have to say this. You know, you've been Madhu's been picking on dips 
for her accent or whatever mm. and uh, the way you say uh, Sonia you say it like S A U and I just remembered S K U no it's like S A U is like Sonia it's like Tavleen Singh so aha Sonia it's not Sonia but all Indians say Sonia But it's an Italian name. But it's an Italian name, and Italian says Sonia. That's because Madhu doesn't have a fully what did Swami say? Fully mental. Yeah, you are very Madhu. Okay, Madhu, not fully mental. Okay, we'll carry out the ultimate test right now. Sing the lyrics of the song I'm humming. Kehdona, Kehdona, you are my Sonia. Faces, you are my Sonia. Okay. Now please be ready with the fully mental Indian. Hum the song. <laughs> What do you say? I was saying test of fully. I was petrified you were going to hum a song that I didn't know the words of. <laughs> Thank God I knew. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh. Just remember to recommend something. I'm just picking up the last subject, last two actually. <clears throat> Before you pick up the last subject, can hmm. I uh, talk about something that I want to talk about? Please. Um. Actually, there was this story yesterday in the Nation pages. I don't know if you guys noticed it, hmm. but there were five deaths in Jind, Haryana. Where uh, five, this village has been battling a severe water crisis. Tube wells have dried. Uh, villagers claim that they asked authorities to help them. They didn't get any help, and they didn't have potable. They don't have drinking water. So five men, they they had there was a well in the village, which had not been used for about five years. They decided to descend, clean the well up so that they have some access, and all five of them died. Uh, one by one, they descended. We have between, a link. <coughs> we have a link to this, yeah. which is underneath. So yeah. this is between the ages of 18 to 36. Five men died. Uh, this is a village which is predominantly uh, Dalit. Uh, they all belong to the Dhanuk caste of scheduled caste. Now people covered it, but uh, except for Times of India and DNA, the headline don't mention the fact of this being a Dalit village or that these were Dalit men. I was just wanting to know from you guys. Do you think it's important to do that in a headline in a story like this to point at uh, what happened, but also place it in the context of this being a Dalit identity? Image. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a tough one actually. I mean, earlier I would have actually said that no, uh, you know, maybe reveal it in the the main body hmm. of the text, if not in the headline, because you know, I, I mean, this kind of uh, these tragedies are fairly common. Uh, sadly fairly common amongst all communities but mm. uh, i think a month ago i i read about the uh, scst atrocities act and i have then come to realize that any crime against dalits is actually treated as a different constitutionally treated as a different category so you know it's not so i am now in that gray area and i you know i have i have no problems if the headline says dalit because it is This constitutionally isn't a crime, though. i mean it's not really but no, i well, i mean the, the whole point is to actually get the uh, uh, you know the common population acclimatized with the kind of horrendous tragedies that dalit community faces hmm. and I, if it uh, is if there is a mandate for that if there are crimes that are committed against dalits it doesn't matter the if the reason was that the person the victim was that it doesn't matter so i i learned that i didn't know that you know yeah. so and then they have to be separately categorized so when it is constitutionally mandated i think it is a responsibility for people to yeah but specifically i think it identity matters if identity has been the reason of killing like for example you know eight dalit people died because an indian airlines plane crashed is not but, i mean but so right. but if i were to make a general statement yes. not specific i would say more often yes than not in this case um in this case i would think it is relevant 
I actually don't think it, the caste identity was... I mean, again, I'm speaking from a position of ignorance. I don't know whether they were sent down because they are Dalits. Uh, but for me here, the death was the point. Uh, the point was that five people died trying to restore well, a well. They, they weren't sent. They volunteered to go. But would this happen in a Brahmin village or no, a Rajput-dominated village? The, the fact is, I, I don't know the exact figure because I spoke with the gentleman, I forget his name, who heads the people, the, the sewer cleaners mm -hmm. association. Uh, I think some over 95% of all cleaners are mm -hmm. from just a couple of particular yeah, communities. So because yeah, yeah. that it, is a it, it is an identity issue. I I, do, I think I think cleaning gutters and sewers is completely an identity I issue, and you cannot cover this issue without uh, without identity. Fair enough. Yeah. No. I I yeah. I agree. You you do need to mention it. But in fact, I mean, what was interesting, and this was something that uh, we'd mentioned in the short piece that we'd written on the coverage of this. Uh, issue. One newspaper, a couple of newspapers did not stress the caste identity, whereas one did, and in the headline itself. And, and you know, the immediate reaction then becomes that it, are we going to look at the incident only from a caste lens? Except, like we were talking right now, there are some things that you simply cannot see properly if you don't use the caste, caste lens. Absolutely. And, uh, that and context is important. If we don't have that awareness, we're never going to be anywhere closer to removing that bias. Yeah. Uh, I think I think Abhinandan's example is, uh, you know, I'll, I'll actually, it's striking, so I'll remember that. Mm. Like you said, if they're like, eight Dalits killed in an uh, air, air crash along with 20 others, God forbid, hmm. then you know it is irrelevant to mention that they were Dalits. Hmm. I think that, that is a very good, hmm. uh, if I can say it, example. Thanks, yeah. Anand. My habit is old. I give a good example. What is it? I am Indian. Madhu, what does your not completely Indian Sonia type mean? <laughs> <laughs> relevant or not relevant? I think it's relevant because this is, uh, as you said, this is a a caste issue which I don't see Brahmins being uh, going down there and I think this is something that one of the reforms we have to focus on. Last Madhu, 15, 15 days ago there was a big story in Times of India that a Dalit actually dug a well yeah. because the Thakurs or someone they yeah. upper yeah. caste yeah. yeah. lose. That's an amazing yeah. story. Yeah. Dug, yeah. Yes, it's such a beautiful well. story. I think it, I mean, this and everyone made a fun of him. Yeah. In the village his own wife mocked him and then when he hit water <laughs> It's amazing to see how all the villagers were taking You know what I loved about this and I don't know if that's true but I saw this in a video clip that once he got water, he did not deny it to mm. anyone, anyone from yeah. any community. He didn't say you Brahmin will not No, the footage showed the whole village Phenomenal. was going and collecting. Okay, uh, now I'll just close with um, a song dedicated to Yoga Day. Um, <laughs> Which I oh, hope we haven't asked the preferences. Yeah, the preferences. No, so no, in no, fact, no, before no, I do no, that, I just I just started what I would recommend our listeners listen to. Uh, I would definitely listen to this week's Bill Ma uh, podcast, real time. I know Mr. Kadri will be really upset because he thinks I get all my understanding of Islam from Bill Ma, who is considered an Islamophobe by many. I don't, Mr. Kadri, but uh, this time he's taken Trump apart, so you'll actually enjoy it for his racism. And I thought the parallels of what he has said about Trump and Trump supporters and the Modi supporters, the, 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 the hardcore Modi supporters is so striking and that is what we were discussing last week. Why are so many right-wing people claiming Trump? I realize why they're claiming Trump because even they have to see the similarities. Did you notice that I did not 
clearly spell out yes the words <laughs> because i thought it would just distract and yeah. and all the you know it would go into another area but i realized but the know, implication i think is strong enough yeah and the second piece i'd like to recommend to our listeners is a piece by pratap bhanu mehta supreme court's judgment on criminal defamation is the latest illustration of a syndrome i think it's a very important piece to read um and it it talks about all this one so why line. do they mixed keep it criminal i don't yeah, understand I, I, i think it's ex- extremely important piece the to supreme read the supreme court is really and i i and this impacts us all especially as journalists yeah ha uh, anand yeah no i mean the one piece i would really like to recommend is a piece was published in new scientist uh, uh, on microbiomania i never understand your recommendations why is that because <laughs> there are so many words that are so unfamiliar what Last is microbiomania okay i'll 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 really break it down this is this is called uh, so basically we have oh i have a breaking news okay rishi kapoor is right let us start renaming the taj mahal okay um, says who who I'm says sorry? this somebody okay <laughs> first post just blasted it hmm yeah so uh, you know we don't realize it but you know we our body has 110 trillion bacteria 110 trillion friendly ones yes so bugs complete us you know if you think we are on the top of the pyramid you sadly mistaken and what the us government has done is actually given 500 million dollars to research this microbiome which is in our gut because mm-hmm. what increasingly the over the last couple of decades people are realizing that our microbiome uh, which you know kind of gets altered or destroyed when you take heavy dose of antibiotics obviously is responsible for many diseases in addition to it helping us recover from many so the more we sequence the genomes of the bacteria that reside inside us the more we're going to learn about how to combat diseases i think it's okay, a very so lovely okay so this i can recommend a book that i haven't read but just read the reviews the new one by siddharth mukherjee mm-hmm. uh, called gene Yes. in which he explores exactly this it has a lot of controversial aspects to it madhu please t- acha tell me later <laughs> we huh. talked about it last week yeah we did we discussed last week manisha uh read news laundry's piece on pooja tiwari's uh, life acha this is really she recommends story. her own story that i've worked on but i think it's important for journalists Mm-hmm. Journalists listening in definitely read it, and if you're interested in journalism, definitely read it. That's the hero on that story. Important. I was I was actually expecting that to talk was, about that. Yeah, yeah the hero on that was an excellent story. That's an important story. story. Well done. We should actually. We are very proud very of that good, story. Yeah. Well done, Amit and Manira. Um, I would like to um, Honda's story would have been one of my recommendations uh, in house, and very proud of that story for you know for many reasons. Uh, not just the reporting which was excellent but also how well we laid it out if i may say so mm, yes uh, it looks Design. it's a long story and it doesn't feel as long as it is because it was uh, it was laid out as beautifully as it is um i would also like to recommend a shortish article just so that you know not only long articles are being recommended um on dian arbus the photographer which is in mm. uh, new yorker she's one of my favorite photographers Did you see her film yes oh um yeah i'm i'm sort of stalkerish about this woman she's no longer alive so it's easy to stalk her um but uh, this is this article has a lot of her photographs and dian arbus's uh, uh, characteristic quality of her photographs was that a she looked for fringe elements and b she would go up to a person and say i'm going to take a photograph of you they were often daylight mostly daylight shots with this particular kind of flash that she had developed for herself so the 
the subject is really very aware of being photographed. There's nothing candid about this photography um, in that sense. But in it's more it's more raw and open than you would expect it to be. And strangely, even though they know they're being photographed, there's very little posing. From a journalistic point of view, what Diane Arbus did was fascinating because um, there's, a, there's an application that she'd sent out to, for her Guggenheim application where she said that I would like to record everyday rituals because what is commonplace today will one day be legendary. And nice. I think that's what we're trying to do on a daily basis when we look out for stories around us. Isn't there uh, dips a website that actually uh, clicks uh, a New Yorker every day? Uh, yeah, Humans a, of New uh, York. Humans of New York, that's yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very, very but, nice. But uh, Humans of or New York Hon is a... Uh, or Honey, um, which depending upon how foreign your accent is can sound very wrong. Um, but, uh, but the thing is, Humans of New York is... Uh, is the kind of street photography that we're quite used to seeing. They're, they are posing. There isn't that raw quality that there is in Diane Arbus' stuff. Okay. But, Madhu, you know. what do you have? Do you have a recommendation this week? You know, I'm reading so much stuff hmm. that... I will recommend to the people one of the five pieces you sent me on the survival of news. It's a very important piece all journalists must read, which talks about how news may not remain for very long. Actually, I was controlling time. myself. I only sent five because I've been, I had like at least yeah. 50 or 60. Uh, so I thought I'd ration it and send it slowly to both of you. I had an inbox full of them. But but I've that, actually yeah. saved them because I'm going to read them. Yeah, it the takes, yeah, it, it's something to be uh, read slowly. Uh, in books, I'm reading How to Break Back ha Bad Habits. Okay. <laughs> she says while holding her e-cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> Who's holding what? Nothing. Nonsense. No one's holding anything. Okay. <laughs> and plus, um, Madhu, your Australian the coverage. If we can have it in News Laundry, I think that would be very. Yeah, nice. we're waiting for we're it. Waiting that for was it. very funny, because I don't know if I spoke about it last time. You, you didn't just send the article to okay. all of us. Okay, but it was, I, I, it was, yeah, it was very interesting. Um, Madhu went to Australia as part of a convention, a seminar and in on fact, journalism. In fact, that interview I did, mm -hmm. we should put it up, yes, of yes. this Russian journalist. Oh who, yeah, let's put that up. Yeah, yeah she works it. under amazing circumstances where uh, there's huge uh, sort of it's fallout. It's Russia, dude. There's huge Putin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's anything anti-Putin, you're in trouble and she writes for foreign magazines. Fine, cool. Yeah. That's good. Uh, I'd just like to uh, wind up. Before I wind up, I forgot to mention this one moment of gold last night from a debate, not last night, two days ago, whenever, Tuesday night. Uh, this Pakistan map, you know, Arnab bashing the Pakistanis like, like only he can. <coughs> and he, they, they were saying that Kashmir is a disputed area and he's saying he tried to internationalize this and you failed. So this is how he said it. So you, let me tell you, you went to UN, they told you go to hell. Then you went to uh, UK, UK said, who are you kidding? You went to Germany, they said, get lost. You went to France, they said, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> I was like, seriously? <laughs> It was too funny, but what diplomatic language? Like, that debate. That was that's diplomatic. Just watch it. Just, just watch and it. And what I find amazing is that when Arnab's show starts, it starts off with this very long montage and it ends with "We change the news." I say, "No, dude, you changed entertainment." Yeah. Really, that's what they've done. They haven't changed the news. Um, news is still boring. But okay, uh, we'll change the news. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Okay. I like that though. Actually, I li I like that the way he you say he said it. I think it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> UN said go to hell. So what the fuck? 
it's it's uh, you know bringing it to ground level to for everybody to understand <laughs> but that may not I think necessarily it was be subterranean level actually and no That's one very understood Donald Trumpish okay now we'll end with the chanting of om <laughs> okay in my song but oh. just oh but before give, that before that huh. i did i humbly humbly humbly, humbly dedicate de dedicate nl hafta to uh, ayan hirsi ali salman rajdi and tasleema nasreen three ex muslims who are trying to reform islam well yeah sorry we, and you we said didn't. only outside people can <laughs> yeah. do whatever what ex ex well done so uh, this is now before all the people who want us to decide get very excited i have just bold the googly because this om that i will have this hafta ending the chanting of is a sick om so you are hindu sorry bros this not done the other way Hello. here goes That's it. We have another hafta. Thank you so much. Thank you. What is the singer's name? Um, this, this singer. I don't know the singer, but the Harshdeep director is. Yeah, I don't have. This Harshdeep Kaur's Ekonkar Satnam. I love it. And thank you all. Thank you, listeners. Write into us at contact at newslawney dot com. We will be reading three comments that are suggesting what we should do. We will be carrying three emails with suggestions or comments. Also, click on. the subscription button on newslawney.com and subscribe to keep news free because only when the listeners and the consumers of news get involved can the news stay independent if you don't like us support someone else of your choice but if you leave news only to the advertiser you dear listener will not be served remember that don't sit and whine get off your butts do something thank you all thank, thank you. you bye bye Catch all new episodes of NL Hafta on newslaundry.com and follow us on Twitter and Facebook.